everyone. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Dollar Mentor podcast series. Dollar Mentor is a nonprofit organization. It's a small establishment with a big mission to serve the community by facilitating investment education to progress towards prosperity with confidence. Dollar Mentor is a completely volunteer-driven organization. Neither the organization nor the people running it receive any compensation or economic benefits from the activities. Dollar Mentor does not sell any goods, services, or products. Everything that Dollar Mentor has to offer to the community is completely free. All resources and content of Dollar Mentor, including this podcast, its website, its lectures, and mentoring are for educational and informational purposes only. Dollar Mentor does not provide any professional services, including advice on legal, investments, taxes, and similar things. For expert advice or assistance that's tailored to your specific situation, please consult a competent professional. For general education and learning, continue listening to the podcast. We hope you'll enjoy it and find it useful. Hey everyone, welcome to our first episode of 2022. I'm very excited about today's episode. First, I want to share an organizational update. Dollar Mentor has finally received the formal recognition from IRS as a 501c3 public support organization. The official determination from IRS is very helpful to run a non-profit organization like ours. So, we are very happy that it came through. But that's not the only reason why I am so hyper today. We have been wanting to get all the founders together for our podcast sessions. But we couldn't do it for one reason or the other. Today's episode is the first one ever with all of us present. That includes Shovik, our treasurer, Sid, our vice president and secretary, and yours truly, Shanjeev, president. Shovik was there with me in our last episode, where we shared some organizational updates for 2021. But for Sid, it's the first time doing live recording. Hey Sid, how do you feel about it? I feel great. I've been dying to do this for so long. I'm glad that the pandemic situation is looking much better now. And I feel comfortable meeting up for doing this live recording session. Yeah, too bad that we faced so many technical glitches when we tried to record remotely. But better late than never. At least Shavik and I could do some recording in the last episode together. Yes, the last episode was fun. It was my first time recording. Frankly, it was a bit odd to hear my own voice. I am looking forward for our discussion today. We are going to talk about annuities, and I have been a lot of questions about it. Yes, that's the plan. Annuity investment is a broad topic, and there are a lot of details to cover. We'll try to get through them today as much as possible. And we can always have follow-up podcast for diving into deep. I think we'll have to do more than one episode. Mm. I also have quite a few questions. And I'm sure that many of our listeners are in the same boat as well. No worries. Anuity is a complex thing. Well, uh, let me take that back. 
the basic idea and working principles of annuities are simple but when it comes to investing in an annuity product things start to get murky and sometimes it feels as if the complexity is almost intentional why do you say annuity is simple whenever i research annuities on my own i get lost in the details i can't imagine there is anything simple about annuities well let's take a step back and look at what annuity is in simple terms annuity is a straightforward finance form you have a lump sum amount and you want to periodically withdraw a fixed amount from it over a certain period let's say 25 years your withdrawals are regular say once a year and at the end of that 24 25 years nothing will be left after your last withdrawal so the annuity formula gives you how much you can withdraw each year that sounds too simple to have a dedicated formula we won't even need a calculator for that if i have a billion dollar and that needs to last for 25 years all i had to do withdraw 40000 dollars each year and be done who needs a complicated formula for this sure if you are assuming that you are keeping that million dollars of yours under the mattress or in a non interest bearing account then you don't need a financial calculator calculator it's a simple division but what if your leftover money is also earning an interest and on top of that it's compounding all along i see so the annual withdrawal will be slightly more than $40000 because i'll get the interest accrued in the previous year on the remaining balance right almost right if we go by your approach that is withdraw $40000 from the principal plus the interest earned last year then the interest amount becomes smaller each year because you are depleting your principal that means your total annual withdrawal amount gets smaller as you go and that violates the basic premise of annuity the periodic withdrawal amount for annuity stays the same and this is why we need a special formula using an annuity calculator to compute the exact annual withdrawal amount given the initial balance the interest rate and the lifetime of the payments to me it sounds it's almost the same as the fixed mortgage formula yeah for mortgage you get a loan amount up front right. and then you need to pay back over a period of time in equal amounts yeah. for annuity it seems it is just the reverse you give up an initial amount and in return you receive periodic payments in equal amounts over the annuity's life is that it yeah that's a great way to describe it and to be clear for now we are talking about the annuity formula not the annuity product i'll come to annuity products but before doing so let's first understand this simple concept of the annuity sure i get the simple formula and concept but is there a practical use of this formula in its simple form well you can use this simple annuity formula for high level retirement planning uh, in some specific situations and let me give an example let's say you want to stop working at age 50 your company has a pension plan that would pay you $50000 per year and that amount is enough for you to cover your retirement expenses but the payment won't start until you are 65 
that means if you were to retire at 50 you will need to withdraw 50000 from your own savings for 15 years starting at age 50 until you are 65 so you want to know how much you should ha- save at age 50 to sustain your withdrawals to last for those 15 years so you can use the annuity calculator to get that amount for example if you assume an interest rate of 5% per year the annuity payout calculator would tell you that you would need about $520,000 at age 50 so that you can safely withdraw $50,000 for 15 years if instead of $520,000 you have only $420,000 then you can withdraw slightly more than 40,000 but not 50,000 and you have to manage with that and by the time your personal fund depletes it will be 65 and your pension would start ah that would be quite handy if i want to retire early the only problem is i don't have a workplace pension i wish i did retirement planning would have been so much easier with one sure but you do have a pension and frankly a nice generous one But how about we take a quick break before getting to that one? Sure. Why don't we explain more when we are back? If your income is low, saving for retirement is probably not on the top of your mind. Still, if you earn enough that you must pay federal income tax, you may want to rethink about retirement savings. Why? Because the U.S. tax code has some incentives for you to reduce your tax bill if you can, despite your low income, manage to save some money for your retirement. One such provision is the Retirement Savings Contribution Credit, or the Savers Credit for short. Let me give an example of Jack, who is a single taxpayer whose gross income for 2021 is $19,550. As a single filer, Jack gets a standard deduction of $12,550 from his gross income and doesn't need to pay tax on this initial amount. But the balance amount of $7,000 is taxable. At the current rate, Jack's tax due is 10% of this amount, or $700. But Jack can get a tax credit of the same amount if he contributes at least $1,400 to an eligible retirement account, such as an Individual Retirement Account, or IRA, or an employer-sponsored retirement account like a 401k. This is because Jack's low income qualifies him for the Savers Credit if he saves for retirement. This credit will lower Jack's 2021 tax bill to zero. Retirement contribution of up to $2,000 is eligible for the Savers Credit. The maximum credit amount for a single filer is $1,000. A single taxpayer earning $19,750 or less gets a 50% credit of the eligible contribution amount. If the income is slightly higher, but not more than $21,500, the credit percent drops from 50% to 20%. If the income is still higher, but not more than $33,000, then the credit percent drops to 10%. Above $33,000 is the saver's credit is unavailable to a single taxpayer. As with most other tax limits, married filers or heads of households have higher limits for the saver's credit. 
Tax filers who are 18 or older are not a full-time student and are not claimed as a dependent on someone else's return may qualify for the saver's credit. For details, please check the IRS website at www.irs.gov. Remember, this is not tax advice and this tax strategy may not be suitable for everyone. For your personal tax situation, please consult a competent tax professional. And now, back to the episode. Welcome back. Hope you all are enjoying the episode so far. Before the break, I told Sid that he does have a pension that he wasn't considering. And he looked surprised. What I really meant was the social security payments. We often do not realize that the payroll ta- payroll taxes that we have been paying all along throughout our career they entitle us for certain benefits and one of those is the social security payments during retirement and for all practical purposes it's a pension plan and it will continue to pay us for as long as we live and i called it generous because the amount will be adjusted for inflation and what's more when the primary recipient dies the spouse will get survival survival payments as well hang on i think we are getting ahead of ourselves let's stick to the annuities first instead of jumping off to pension or social security one thing at a time please oops sorry about that pension social security annuity all are related but let's untangle it slowly shovik what would you like to discuss next about annuities my question is I was checking out a few annuity products. All of them seem to be sold by the insurance companies. Why? What does annuity have to do with insurance? That's a great observation. Now, remember your first scenario where you have a million dollars and you want to withdraw a certain fixed amount annually for 25 years. And let's say that the interest rate is 5%. Now using the annuity calculator you figure that you can withdraw about 71000 each year in your retirement and that's enough for you every year you don't expect to live beyond age 85 so you decide to retire at age 60 because you'll have enough money to last before you die now what happens if you die early there'll still be some money left and perhaps it would be inherited by your dear ones left behind but you are dead so it's not your headache anymore to what happens to that fund but what if with god's grace you find yourself well and healthy in your early 80s instead of looking forward to celebrating your 85th birthday and feeling thankful for a longer life you'd probably be worried about running out of money why because your money is not going to last past 85 years you would be facing what's known as the longevity risk that is the risk of outliving your money that risk is there but it can play out differently too for the sake of argument let's say i have a close friend of my age his financial situation is exactly same as mine and let's say we both retire together and he passes out at 80 i would be very sad but that's how long i expect to live too and i don't think i would survive that much longer either but what if you 
do survive and live past 85 for say another 5 years until age 90 your friend died at 80 and left 5 years of his unused money wouldn't you wish that his leftover money could cover your own expenses because you already depleted yours by age 85 in theory that would make sense because both of us living past 85 is highly unlikely for example we could have combined our funds together so that if one of us lives beyond 85 by some miracle there would excess money left from the other person's retirement fund exactly and this is risk pooling and this is where the insurance company comes into play insurance if you recall is all about mitigating against risks and in this case we are talking about longevity risk the insurance company can collect money from a large group of people and promise them all to keep on making recurring payments for the rest of their lives now within that pool of people some would die early and some would live longer those who passed early would leave unused money with the insurance company and those who live longer would be able to tap into that leftover money the risk that you outlive your money is mitigated by the fact that a lot of other folks didn't use up their own money so a contract like this between you and the insurance company is nothing but an annuity sounds like an annuity has an insurance component as well as an investment component is that the right way to think about it yes the investment component starts from the day that you start funding your annuity you can either pay a lump sum amount one time or you can pay the annuity premiums over a period either way the funds paid into the annuity contract will be invested appropriately for as long as the annuity is in effect the insurance aspect comes into play when you eventually annuitize the contract that is you start receiving payments from the annuity wait You said you can fund an annuity over a period. Is that how it works? From your examples so far, I was getting the impression that annuities involve a lump sum payment in the beginning. Well, you can do either. You can make a single premium into the annuity or you can make multiple premium payments over a period. Also, after you made your final payment, you don't have to start making withdrawals right away. you can do it immediately after your final payment or you can defer it to a future date okay here is what i understand so far an annuity is a contract between an individual and the insurance company initially the annuity needs to be funded either one time or over a period if i were to guess this would be the accumulation period of the annuity subsequently the payment begins when the contract is annuitized the payment okay. continues for as long as the insured person is alive is that a good summary spot on that's the basic idea there are lots of bells and whistles associated with it and there are quite a few more details but what you said is a great overview sounds good can we then get back to the analogy with the pension it sounds like pension is also a some kind of an annuity yep or to say it differently an annuity is a personal pension plan that you can set up with an insurance company in a workplace pension plan contributions are made into the pension fund on behalf of the employee 
the employer makes most of the contribution but realistically that's part of the overall compensation plan of the employee the pooled contributions for all employees are invested in the pension fund when an employee retires and becomes eligible for receiving pension their portion of the pension is conceptually annuitized the retiree then receives lifelong payments i have a question here yeah i know that some workplace pension plans offer a lump sum payment instead of lifelong payments mm-hmm. i can see why someone would want to do that mm-hmm. is that possible with annuities i think for most annuities you can choose to get a lump sum payment when you decide to annuitize but in that case the contract is no longer serving the purpose of mitigating your longevity risk you would be on your own as far as outliving your money is concerned the entire annuity then becomes a tax deferred retirement account with after tax contributions but the tax treatment of annuities is better left for another day wow we covered a lot of ground today from a simple financial concept to an insurance product that can be customized quite a bit the idea of creating a personal pension plan sounds promising but i'm sure there are more things to consider before investing in annuities perhaps in the next episode this is very helpful listeners thank you for staying with us i hope that you enjoyed this episode let's conclude today i still have a lot of questions left hopefully the follow up episode won't be too long until then stay safe stay healthy thank you thank you for listening to the podcast We hope it was helpful. If you want to know more about Dollar Mentor or have any questions, please visit www.dollarmentor.org or shoot us an email at contact@dollarmentor.org. At please remember that this podcast was not individually tailored investment advice or any other professional advice, but was strictly for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes. Stay safe and we hope to have you back again for the next episode.